everyone. How are you today? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you are, my name is Hadassah Ochenwe. Welcome to Christian Professionals Network podcast. And our podcast for this week is here. I'm excited. Even though I don't know the title to give to this podcast, I just know that I have the message. And um, the Holy Spirit actually showed me this earlier in the week. And When I saw it, I didn't even know that this was in the Bible. I was blown away. And he started reminding me of scenarios of how this situation has applied to me on my own professional journey. And I thought to share, I believe that as we progress in this conversation, we will find a topic. I know we will. He always comes through, doesn't he? I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, So... Have you ever been in a situation in your workplace where this is Christian Professionals Network and um, basically this is a platform where we mentor, teach and raise ethical, excellent professionals who will represent God in the workplace and take over the workplace using practical Bible-based principles. So um, have you been in a situation where as a Christian professional, this one is probably so relatable, you see or you have a colleague or superordinate or subordinate or just a stakeholder within your system that is a christian or supposed to be a christian and you would just think that they get it like the way daniel got it with shadrach meshach and abednego even though they were slave boys they were not exactly the most senior staff when they started out they were like contract staff in the company also i typically always juxtapose um the message with um the scripture so of course these were guys in babylon hebrew boys that were taking as slaves to babylon so that's i'm saying assume they came in as contract staff so they were not exactly senior staff when they got into the organization and they didn't really have much of a ceo influence however they stuck together because they had similar understanding and mindset and they had been taught right as Hebrew boys. If you know anything about Hebrew boys or the Hebrew culture, they start teaching them about their identity and their religion and their father's stories of their fathers right from childhood. So it was kind of easy. When Daniel got it right, he got a promotion. The next thing is he started rooting for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the workplace. But now let's bring it to our 21st or what century are we anyways? <laughs> um, we're in the workplace at times. I've heard this generally, even beyond the professional world where people tend to say, you know what? Yeah, I'll just rather deal with unbelieving Christians or unbelievers outright. They are more forthright. They are more honest. They are more straightforward. Christians can be this, can be that, can be that. So basically, we tend to beguile each other. And each other, I mean, as Christians, I'm talking to Christian professionals, right? And maybe in the workplace, you have a professional. I'm just going to use the word professional. It depends on the capacity in which the person is relating or working with you. And you would think that they would ideally go out, Daniel, Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that's collaborate with you and help one another to rise and grow. But maybe the reverse is the case. And you're wondering, like, why are you behaving like this? Maybe they haven't acting worse off than the Nebuchadnezzar's and the other ones that are unlocking conspiracy constantly in your life. And it can be very disappointing. And at times, the natural response or the next thing you want to do is you want to retaliate. 
it's almost instinctive. You're like, you know what? You're a Christian, you should know better, so I don't have to take this from you. Maybe a colleague that's supposed to be a Christian, um, it's is misbehaving, he's being a hypocrite, or is even just attacking you. Let's even bring it home. Maybe um it's it, the person that is taunting you in the workplace is a Christian. Your bad boss is a Christian and supposed to be a Christian, and it just makes it hurt different. It hurts special because they're like you are supposed to be reading the same Bible I'm reading. You go to church. I probably know your church. You're probably even an active worker. Heck, you're even probably a minister in your church. Why are you so mean? So it makes it hurt on a different level because you expect more or you expect our kind of people, if I put it that way, to do better. I have a word from you. Or should I say, I have a word I have a word from God for all of us. And I I discovered this earlier this week when I was doing my Bible study. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to share. Um, Romans 14 from verse 1. It says, welcome with open... Oh, I'm reading the message translation. It kind of drives it home. It says, welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. (laughs) I'm going to like that thing. Let Let me read it again. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with. Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions but weak in the faith department. This particular one hurts me especially. You know when Bible says that um, it's not good to have zeal without knowledge. I think that thing annoys me on a different level. When someone is so zealous or... Um, passionate about something that is either wrong or they have no idea about as in zeal without knowledge i find it especially annoying so it says even when they are strong on opinions but weak in faith as in you're arguing about things or you're being difficult or you're acting in a way that we can clearly see does not align with the word of god and you are strong on your opinions but weak in the faith department but guess what the bible says remember they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. I think that's what that helped me the most. I'm like, let's call them out. <laughs> let's deal with this. You shouldn't behave like this. Bad behavior is bad. As in, no. For unbelievers, it's easier to be nice. Let's let's be honest. Even in the workplace, isn't it easier to be nice, to be un- understanding, to be compassionate, to be what's the word? Reasonable with people who you feel do not know God right so you make excuses for them yeah this one is not a christian so it's understandable why he or she's behaving this way but when it now comes to a christian and you're like you are supposed to know better why are you behaving this way it's hard kind of hard to make excuses for people like that but this is what the bible tells us as in you actually first start by making excuses for your own accommodating your own so just in case you're dealing with a bad boss i already have series on that um and the clubhouse, I believe in clubhouse, yes, we dealt with bad bosses. I, I believe we uploaded that in our, one of our monthly meetings. But most importantly, say to treat them gently. You need to be okay with even fellow Christians being difficult people at times in the workplace. Not seeing things the way you do. Not being as accommodating, as supportive, as collaborative. And even, possibly, being the ones taunting you. I'm not saying be okay with it, as in you need to you need to understand that it's not unusual. 
it's not really everybody that has the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego spirit in the workplace. That is what we propagate here. This is that's what I advocate. I say it as in unreservedly that it is very, very crucial to give consideration the way Daniel did. Immediately he was promoted in his office. He started looking out for opportunities and ways to bring up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to also rise with him because he understood that the more we are here that have this mindset to represent the kingdom in this workplace, the more numbers we have, the greater our influence. So, but not a lot of people understand that. A lot of people have this silo mindset. They don't understand the strength in collaboration, even in just professional work. You know, there's some people that have problems asking for help in work. You know, we talked about that last week in James. Whoever lacks wisdom should ask. There's some people that they are struggling with work. You know that your subordinate knows that thing more than you do. Let me just do this on a side note. Or you know another stakeholder or a pair or a colleague knows and understands what you're struggling with. But you're just too proud to ask for help. The question is why? We are supposed to be living our professional lives based on Bible principles. The Bible says it clearly. God opposes the proud. You know what opposition means? He stands in the way of proud people. Like, how are you ever going to succeed if you're proud? He says that God himself will stand in your way. Where are you going if God stands in your way? Have you ever asked think of it? God himself stands in your way. You know, it's not Balaam and Balak that he sent angel and the donkey could not even move. In Numbers, I think it's Numbers 23. So it says, God opposes, as in God stands in the way of the proud. But guess what? The, the flip side, he gives grace to the humble. He embraces the humble. You should never, you know, I, I was still saying this at an engagement I had yesterday, that what you are is a famous saying. Um, I don't know who, who, who has that quote, to attribute it to the person but it's something that i have read i've come across a number of hello so yes be grateful and be graceful always learn to ask for help and um don't 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 hesitate it shows a level of maturity it shows a level of gracefulness and it shows humility is actually strength when you realize that you don't know everything and you can ask for help whether it's from a line manager a direct report a pair or any colleague really across the system bible says whoever lacks wisdom should ask and guess what something that you learn you cannot as in once you've asked once so in my place you see that the people that ask questions don't get lost once you have asked once and you've learned it you're not going to literally not know that again you've know you've learned it you've learned it you've basically crossed that milestone so just a side note let's not be proud as christian professionals you don't really want god to stand in your way in the workplace and people generally are not exactly they don't find proud people endearing and at times we christians i don't know what it is because i don't think our religion really permits us to be that way but at times some christians paint that picture that christianity permits condescending behavior because yeah we're all going to heaven and you all are going to hell or something jesus was not like that he's our role model in the workplace do you see how he used to relate with his colleagues you see how he used to get along with them? Do you see how he was so non-judgmental? How he was so amiable? How he was so approachable, yet knowledgeable, excellent, and skilled? Let's be, let's be taking the right examples. 
let's literally let's let's be let's be taking the right examples it's very very important forget any example that you see out there no matter how prominent he she is if it doesn't align with what is in the scriptures please drop it pride is not a thing for us as christian professionals humility is strength for Bible say, whoever asks, lacks wisdom, let him ask. That God gives freely without fault finding. If God does not find fault, who are you to? So now back to the message. That was just on the side. Now back to the message. Um, treat other Christians gently, even in the workplace when they are difficult people. If they are not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in with you. I'm sure you, if you've been on this platform long enough, you know, understand what that means. If they're not basically collaborating with you like the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was collaborating with Daniel to promote kingdom interests in the Babylonian workplace. You need to be okay with that. And um, don't be judgmental. Does it hurt? Yes. So what do you do? Remember the scripture that I read. So what do you basically do? Um, one, open rebuke is better than secret love. Call them out, but in kindness. The truth will always set free. It might just surprise you that they are not aware that they are being that way. Or even if they are, and they are just um, um, not taking the right steps or necessary action. Still call them out, but with love. Not with the sneering nose, not with your nose up, and with a judge, judgmental attitude, no. And the truth will always set free. There's, there's no way he says that it will not hurt at times. At times, that, that part of freedom can hurt. There's no guarantee that the truth will not hurt. Sometimes it does hurt, sometimes it doesn't, but it guarantees you that you set you free. So you owe it to them as Christians, especially if they are within your jurisdiction. If it's someone that you don't have jurisdiction over, maybe someone that's superior to you, you don't have access to have that kind of conversation, please don't. Just go and pray. If you have access to someone that can have access to them to have the conversation, do so. God, our God is a God of hierarchy. He believes very strongly in order. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, let everything be done in decently, let everything be done decently and in order. There's a position and place of authority. So you must always understand as a Christian professional, your scope of influence and scope of um, control. If something is being done wrongly or someone is behaving in a way they shouldn't, even as, more especially as Christians in the workplace, that's our focus for the conversation today. And the person is not within your scope of influence or control. You find someone that is, and if you don't, pray. Don't break the ranks in the name of I'm trying to be. Remember the scripture in Uzzah when the Ark of the Covenant was moving, and not Uzzah, to the man Uzzah, the Ark of the Covenant was moving, and uh, it looked like it was about to fall. He was not a priest, he was not a Levite, he was not um, authorized to carry it when his mind was trying to help God. And he tried, as he tried to touch the Ark, God slew him. He was slain, he died immediately. In his mind, he was trying to help. So you must always understand the place of authority. You correct only people that are within your scope of influence and control. Jurisdiction is very, very important. So I'm just going to put that on the side. So when I say open rebuke is better than separate love, confront them if you have access to. If you don't have access to, don't. Find someone that does. And if you don't find any, pray for them. The next thing you basically do after that is, like the scripture says, Treat them gently. Don't be condescending. You know, two people can tell you the same thing and to mean two different things because of the emotions and the motive in which it was said. It's it's not an easy thing, thing to do, especially be, when you're dealing with 
Christians, so we always have this mindset towards our fellow Christians, like you should know better. And truly, we should know better. But it's not always the case. And you can see it here. At times, people have strong opinions, but they are weak on faith. Bible says you treat them gently. Everybody has their own history. I've dealt with bosses that were one of the most horrible bosses I've had. And guess what? They were Christians. Active Christians. And I couldn't understand. It made it especially painful for me. Like, oh, you, you they read Bible now. All of us were reading Bible. I've not seen this thing I'm saying. But guess what? Everybody has history that they're dealing with. It's easy to, it's always easy to put up your name and say, I'm never going to do that. When I get to this position, I'll never be this way. Well, see it here. It's in the Bible. Romans 14. Well, let me read it again. Just in case you missed it. Romans 14, 1 um, in the message translation. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers. Emphasis on fellow believers. So this one is not your attitude to unbelievers in the workplace. It's your attitude to fellow believers in the workplace when they're not being as collaborative, as cooperative, and as supportive as they should be. When they're not being as collaborative, as cooperative, and as supportive as they should be. That is what is being talked about here. It says, welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something that you don't agree with. Don't jump all over them. Don't they? Yeah, I should know better. But you're a Christian. Of all people, if young believers are behaving like this, at times if you just look, you're actually being quite judgy. Don't do that. He says, even when it seems that they are strong on opinions and weak in faith. If you're honest to yourself, there might times there might have been times that you two were strong on opinions and weak in faith. There have been times I, I was, I totally admit, there are times in the past that I have been strong on opinions and weak in faith. There's this, you know, this righteous indign, indignation, like we call it, at times that we don't back up with any knowledge, facts, or even truth of the word of God. It's just a way to justify our sanctimony because we feel that we're better than everybody else. And guess what? All those things are subtle versions of pride if we tell ourselves the truth. And he says, um... So even though they are strong on opinions and weak in the faith department, it says, remember, they have their own history. Everybody has their history to deal with. There's a proverb in, in Pigeon. It says, oh, no, go, no, no. It's easy to judge people in positions that you have not occupied. It's easy to say, I'll never be like that. It's easy. So people are outrightly horrible. Don't, don't get me wrong. But one thing I keep seeing, I think I've said this in one of our meetings, monthly meetings, that you are totally responsible for your action despite how however the other person is behaving or treating you. Your own action is fully within your control. If somebody decides to be a horrible person, even though as a Christian in the workplace, it's not your place to show them how hell works for people that don't behave right. You are not exactly the, the correctional um, um, judge or the executioner that God has put on earth. If At times, I feel like Christian professionals, we find we are more lenient to unbelievers than we are to our fellow Christians. So I'm, I'm not even joking. Some of the bad bosses I've had are actually Christians that I thought would know better. So let's be intentional and deliberate about not becoming the people we despise. So if you're the one that is that kind of person, stop being that way. Let's, let's live out excellence and love. Excellence laced with love in the workplace more especially towards your fellow Christians. I don't know at times, it's like Christians just get like this kind of animosity towards themselves. Just for that someone is a Christian, you want it to be nice to them. No, so you don't think that, let them not think I'm giving you preferential treatment, I'm not, I'm not doing favoritism. I, what does that even mean? 
is the person is a human being now happens as in are you mean to your brother because he is your brother or mean to your sister because she's your sister so why is it okay to do that in the workplace you know i'll be nice to unbelievers because i'm trying to be light and salt but to my fellow christians i would give them 10 times fire you expect more that's okay but you don't have to be mean and if someone is being mean to you this is the scripture don't go all out this condescending or being proud or judging he says treat them gently Everybody has their own history. And please, let's not be strong on opinions and weak in faith. It's not everything that is spiritual that is scriptural. Any action and behavior you choose to take on as a professional in the workplace, today's focus is towards your fellow Christian. Please back it up with the word of God and not just your emotions. I know at times it's always especially painful and we tend to expect more fellow Christian professionals and um, we tend to snub each other, show animosity. It's wrong. Let's stop it. Let's treat each other gently. It's, all, it's towards the same heaven. We will just have stronger and better influence if we collaborate to promote kingdom interest in the workplace. I hope this drives you home. Today's message might not necessarily be for everybody, but just in case you're a Christian in the workplace and you're isolating yourself from other Christians for whatever reason, or you feel like other Christians are being unnecessarily mean to you or snobbish, this one is for you. Treat them gently. If you are, if it's really your, within your capacity to call them out, call them out in love and let them know, no, there's a bigger purpose, there's a bigger, there's, there's a bigger vision beyond whatever we are trying to do. But let's stand together. Take a cue from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The, the more we support, collaborate, and help each other as Christians in the workplace, the farther we can promote kingdom, kingdom interests the stronger our influence and the better examples really will set for unbelievers. Let's, let's get rid of this slogan and tagline of I prefer to deal with unbelievers than with my fellow Christians. It's everywhere and even in the workplace. Or I'd rather have people on my team that I don't know from anywhere, that are neutral, they are religion neutral. They're not thinking of the bigger picture. There's, there's, there's a kingdom agenda to be driven. So let's get past our pride and our bad behavior and focus on promoting kingdom interest and learn to treat one another gently as Christian professionals in the workplace. God bless you. God bless you. See you next week. Eventually, we got, an, we, got a, we got a tie to open arms. So, bye. Thank you. See you next week.